0: Top five limiting beliefs holding you back from being the best entrepreneur you can be. For most entrepreneurs, it's not that you don't have the skills or you don't have the connections. I know you probably feel this too. You probably feel it in here that like you should be successful. You should have the life you want. You should make the money you want, but you're not there just yet. I can tell you, I can guarantee it's probably because of one of these top five limiting beliefs that's holding you back. Let's get into it. What's up people, I'm Chris. Welcome back to the Respected Ryan Podcast. And today we're gonna to talk about limiting beliefs. Before I get into that, make sure you subscribe to the channel, subscribe on the podcast or whatever. Appreciate you for tuning in. Now, I love talking about limiting beliefs because it's one of those things that's kind of uncovered, right? Like it's something we don't really talk about. It's, re- it's like really ignored. It's kind of put in that corner with the deep woo-woo stuff, the whole meditation stuff like that. But I think limiting beliefs actually impact us at a deeper level that we just gotta acknowledge because that's the part that's blocking you from having the stuff that you want. So I want to tell you the top five limiting beliefs that I think entrepreneurs have and even give you some of them that have bothered me, right? Number one being you don't deserve it. For me, I grew up as a middle child. You know, my sister's the younger one, so she got away with everything. My older brother, you know, he was the oldest, so his mistakes really didn't count as much. Me, I'm getting everything. I get in trouble for it. I get yelled at for it, even if it wasn't my fault. That's just what I dealt with. And part of that is I never was really taught how to care about myself. And I know that sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy when I say that, but think of this. Whenever I did anything for myself, I was like chastised for it. Whether it was something like getting food or cooking or whatever, if it was going somewhere, I was always the bad guy for doing things that benefited only me. You know, I didn't have that space to say, I want to do this for me. I want to do that for me. So when I got older, I kind of internalized that and I didn't catch this until I was like 28, 29, like I got way older. Right. (laughs) And I realized one day when I was shopping that, man, I don't even know what I like. You know, I don't even know what I personally like, what I like outside of business stuff and all of that. Like, what do I like? What do I like to do? What do I like to wear? what I would like to eat. And I realized I never made me and what I want a priority. I told myself I didn't deserve it because I was so used to hearing from my mom, whenever I did anything for myself that it was wrong. I kid you not, something as little as going to Jack in a box, like anything like that. If I go to Jack in a box to get myself some food and I don't get everybody some food, I'm the bad guy. You know what I'm saying? So little things like that actually impacted me for years, for decades. And now that I'm older, I realized that I had to kind of learn more about myself and what I like and remind myself all the time that I actually do deserve the things that I want. Me getting things that I want doesn't make me a bad person. I'm not a bad guy. Like I deserve to have a nice life. I deserve to make the money I wanna make. I deserve to have these opportunities. I deserve it. I put in the work for it. I'm the one that did the studying all night. I spent the broke years of entrepreneurship. Like I've done all of that stuff. So I deserve what I want. So if you are telling yourself all the time that you don't deserve this thing. So one way I dealt with this is I actually started telling myself I deserve things. And I caught myself when I would literally be saying out loud, I don't need to buy that. I would tell myself, no, you deserve it, get it, right? Whether it's shoes, like I don't get sneakers and stuff. I'm a boots guy, cause I wear a size 13. I'm not gonna find those dunks or those Jordans in my size. So I'm not a sneakerhead. I'm more of a boot head, I guess you could say. Like I'm into stuff like that. Right? And if it's something like microphones or equipment and stuff, I just like getting that stuff. Cause I'm like a tech nerd now. So I just buy it if I want it, you know, you gotta catch yourself when you start thinking, I don't deserve this and say, you know what? I do deserve this. I deserve it. Like stop telling yourself that you don't deserve it because there's literally no reason behind that. And there's no benefit to it. I never got anything out of all those times when I told myself, I'm not gonna buy that for myself. I was like being stingy to myself. Like, it don't even make no damn sense because I can't tell you what I got out of that. I can't tell you. But now that I started buying the stuff I want, investing in myself because I feel like I deserve it, I have more than enough equipment for my podcast studio. That's from me getting all the stuff that I feel like I deserve over the years. I didn't buy my whole podcast equipment stuff in like a day. That was years, bro. Like damn near collector's items. You know what I'm saying? So start telling yourself that you deserve your success. Limiting belief number two, I have to work nonstop. This one right here really, really messed me up. I actually was hospitalized at one point um, a a couple years ago because I was overworking. I was really, really stressed out. I'm trying to move and I'm trying to start this company. I'm trying to write this book. I was trying to do 10 different things at once. And I was working a full-time job. And I also did the online business thing. I had my kids. I had just so much going on in life. I never slowed down. I was like, I got to work. I got to work. I have to work. Every moment I was up, I was working. If I wasn't working, I was in the gym. Like, I wasn't really even spending time with my kids like that, to be honest. Like, I did as much as I could, but work was a bigger priority. So, at one point, I just had this headache that wouldn't go away. It was like three days straight of a massive headache. I went to the hospital, and the doctor was like, Yeah, we're we glad you came here because you could have had a bad aneurysm. And I'm like, I don't even know what, what that is. That sounds bad, though, right? <laughs> That's when I said, You know what? And that was around 2018. I said, You know what? I'm going to start working less. I think part of why we work more as entrepreneurs is because we think we need to fill up our time with something, like I have to do some work. And again, I know for me, there's always some work that can be done. That just don't always mean I'm gonna do it. Like I'm not, I'm not rushing to get everything done. Now it's hard sometimes, I know it's hard because I love what I do. I absolutely love what I do. I am very thankful that I do what I love and I get paid for it. I absolutely love that, I appreciate it. But I also have learned how to just, you know what, let me take a step back. Because when you're overworking, the funny thing that nobody tells you is you're not efficient. Part of working is to get shit done. If you're working and you like half sleep or you actually tired or you're hungry, you're not actually doing good. That's the crazy part. It's like, oh, I'm gonna work all night stuff. It sounds great. But then when you do it, the work you're doing is actually bad work because you're not even being efficient. I learned that now I can work less and get way more done. It's the craziest thing. The real thing you got to do is start being more efficient with your time, right? Things like blocking your time off or having a specific setting in your space for work, right? Going somewhere else to work if you need to, but. When you go to that co-working space to work for three hours, don't spend an hour time walking around talking to people and stuff. No, spend 45 minutes sit there and work or 30 minutes sit there and work and then take a break and then go talk to people, then go back to work. You know what I'm saying? Now you're being more efficient. Now you're getting more work done because you don't have to worry about I'm gonna be distracted by this thing or that thing or that thing. Eliminate the distractions. Now, when you start being more efficient, you realize I don't need to work as much because I have more time. Like now my schedule is way, way different. I stop working after 10 o'clock. Like once 10 o'clock hits, I'm done working. And usually like, honestly, eight or nine o'clock, 10 is just my latest cutoff time. I'll go past 10 if I'm in like a sprint. You know, if I'm like doing a new product launch or something for a high level client, then yeah, I'll work past 10. But that next morning, I'm taking more of a break. This strategy has helped me avoid burnout. Like this idea that you have to work nonstop, it's just not healthy. You know, all that that's tied with hustle culture, it's not gonna actually get you the outcome that you want. It will not help you. Limiting belief number three, I need support from my family and friends, but y'all gotta let this go. Let it go, let it go, let it go. The reality is if you're an entrepreneur, the people that will support you the most will be people you've never met that's the truth the people you grew up with and all that stuff they don't even see you in that light you know what i'm saying a lot of people know me from my basketball years right when that was all i did when i was playing coaching training all of that stuff so they can't even see me as entrepreneur or a podcast chris they see me as basketball chris so they're not going to support podcast, Chris, they aren't going to support what I'm doing and all these different businesses I'm building and all of this stuff. They don't care. From their perspective, I'm still the same basketball player. You know what I mean? And people that have that perception of who you are, they can't let that go because you let it go. They still see you as that same person. This is why I think most people that are entrepreneurs should move out of their hometowns because you need to be around more people that you don't know that you're just now meeting so you can create a different perspective of who you are for them. Because I know that we might think this doesn't matter, but it does. That's the people that the people that you meet that are new are going to support you and be willing to go out there and do things for you and all of that stuff because they see you as this new person. It's like amazing. You're doing this thing. Whereas the people that knew you growing up, they're like, oh, you're just so-and-so. You're not a big deal to us. But to the people over there that you just met that you've done these amazing things for, oh, you're, you're amazing to them. You're incredible to them it's not to say that you got to leave all the family and friends behind i'm not saying that i'm saying that don't expect them to see who you are now and appreciate that because it doesn't benefit them because i'm telling you this i can almost guarantee no matter what business you have it's probably not something your family and friends care about that's just not how it normally goes for entrepreneurs i find it to be better if an entrepreneur focuses on the world and you leave that stuff behind Don't even expect anything from them. So if they do support you, it's like, okay, that's great. But don't even expect it. Understand they're probably not gonna support what you're doing because they just don't care. Or some of them see you in the wrong light. And some of them, some family and friends, we all know this, are haters. Some of them are haters. They just hate on you. Some people don't like that you said you were gonna do something and now you're doing it. Now that you're actually doing it, you're putting in the work. Oh man, I can't believe so-and-so doing blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, what's going on with your little business? Like, I hate that one. Well, I love it, honestly. I love it. It, just, it gives me inspiration. I love that. Like, that's that's the most inspiring one for me. The little snarky comments you get when you go home for Thanksgiving and stuff. We all deal with that. That's a normal thing we deal with as entrepreneurs. You have to understand and accept that this is part of being an entrepreneur. It's not going to change. The only thing it can change, the only way it can change is if you start giving out money. That's it, if you're not giving out money, expect people to be hating on you. That's part of it. That's why you shouldn't expect them to support you. But you shouldn't be like, oh, I'm not gonna be successful or why don't my people love me? Let it go, man, just move past that. Limiting belief number four, I need to use social media to be successful. Man, look, followers do not matter. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't have, I don't think I've ever had over 10,000 followers on any social platform but I've always made more money than I've had followers. And I know more, I know people that have way more followers than me. I'm talking hundred K 200 K and they are not making nearly as much money as me. Now I know it's going to be some people that say money isn't everything. I know that I know attention is important, but you can get attention outside of social media. You can get clients, customers, all of this stuff. You can build brand outside of social media. Sometimes entrepreneurs, we tell ourselves that because, that's the good lie to tell yourself when you waste a lot of time on social media. Because if you've been scrolling on TikTok or Twitter or you've been on Instagram and comments all day, even YouTube, you feel good about yourself for saying, oh, this is for my business. But, you know, damn well, it ain't for your business. You're just wasting time. I think life gets easier as an entrepreneur. when You can't admit I don't need social media as much. I don't. Now, I still use it and it's still part of my business. It's a part of my life. But I'm not like, oh, I have to get this done. I have to get that done. I don't sweat it as much, man. I think it's better when you can kind of take a step back from that stuff and focus on what you actually need to get done. Because sometimes we focus all on getting followers and, oh, I need to get these posts up and what about the right hashtags? And the actual systems of your business suck. The results you're getting your clients are mediocre. That's what the problem is. Because if you got that client a better result, that client is gonna send you three, four, five more clients. Now your business is exploding off of referrals. Then guess what, you set up a referral system. Now you built a business that's not even relying on social media. Like I, I personally love that fact because I don't have to put as much energy into all the other stuff. Now, again, I'm not saying I don't care about it. I'm not saying I don't do it. I just think before we put effort and time and stuff into trying to be everywhere on social media, we gotta get more efficient with our businesses first. Like if you look at Gary Vee, he's gonna tell you to post everywhere and be omnipresent. You look at what uh, Alex Ramosi is doing. It sounds great, but those people are spending thousands of dollars. I know for most entrepreneurs listening to this, Alex Ramosi is spending like 40, 50 grand a month on his social media team. Gary Vee said he spends like 200,000 a month. You don't even make that kind of money in a year yet. Let's be honest, you're not there. So why focus all your energy on social? I think the best way to deal with this is to just have one social platform and then like a secondary backup. That's it. Make sure you're posting on there consistently, be active, but limit it to like an hour a day and leave it alone. You don't need to live on the platform and oh, it's for my business. You don't need to do none of that. Build your actual systems in your business first. Limiting belief number five, I shouldn't buy a course or pay for coaching or consulting or go to events because it's a scam listen if you're an entrepreneur you're a business owner whatever kind of business owner you are whatever entrepreneur you labor yourself as you need help simple as that you need help and to get to where we want to go we got to look at the people that have been there before us look at the people that have been there before you the people that have took other people there that's who you need to pay attention to those are the people that some of them do sell courses some of them do sell consulting, right? It's always funny when I see people in comments on a TikTok video or on Twitter, like, I can't believe this guy, they'll see a video from some guy like Bradley or something, or even Alex Mosey saying, I spent $50,000 on a coaching session. And then they don't believe it. It's like, first of all, that does happen, number one. Number two, you're not just paying that fee as a one-time thing to talk to this person for an hour and then that's it. What you're doing is you're paying for speed. You're paying for speed. What I mean is the person that has done what I wanna do, let's say I'm talking to somebody that's built a hundred million dollar, B2C software company. I wanna sit and talk to this person to see what it is that they did, what their perspective was, the skills they had, the people they hired, all of that stuff. I need to learn that information. I can sit down with the person that's made $100 million building the kind of company that I wanna build. I can learn it in an hour, two hours, versus taking 20 years to learn that same information that's the thing you're paying for is speed that speed and efficiency is a game changer it changes your life because now instead of spending time or money trying to learn all this stuff and figure it out you spend one chunk of money to learn that stuff and then you're at the next level now i do agree that there are a lot of courses and a lot of scams out there there's a lot of people that's going to tell you i can help you build a business and make ten thousand dollars a month i know it's a lot of that and i think the way you catch this stuff to know if it's a scam or not is to see has that person done it Have they helped anybody else do it? If so, what was their process like? I need to see that. So many questions you can ask, but don't just call it a scam just because they're selling consulting or coaching or whatever it is. That doesn't mean it's a scam. Or my favorite one is the people that have actually done it, that make money doing it, they don't sell any courses or anything. No, they don't sell a course, but that same person will charge you a hundred grand for two hours of their time. They'll charge you 10 grand to some of i i have personally talked to people in the podcast space who charge 10 grand for a weekend with them. I kid you not. $10,000 you pay that fee, you got to fly out to their city, you can kick it at the office with them and talk to them and stuff and then you shadow them for the weekend and stuff. It it's a price and people have paid the price. Now obviously a part you get outside of the information and the speed is a connection. Cuz now that you've paid this fee to this person, Next time you can probably reach out by email and get a response. You probably get their personal phone number and you avoid the assistant. You can probably get them to refer you other places. Like you kind of get into the club inside of your market of business owners. I think this is a genius idea for most people because it's gonna speed up the process. Like for me in podcasting, I'm telling you now that is part of my plan is to pay certain people to get access to those certain circles and information and contacts, because now I've learned this thing I need to learn, and now I have this information and I can use these contacts to now implement said information. Now my results just explode. That's how you become successful. So get rid of this belief that, the su- you gotta get rid of this belief that, well, successful people don't teach this and they don't sell stuff, And no, they do. It's just not on some website online where you can go and see it. If you haven't seen it, or you haven't even had these kind of conversations, you aren't at that level yet. That's all it is because the person that's selling the $20,000 uh, hour coaching session or consulting session is not posting about that on Twitter. They're not, but that don't mean that it's not there. It still exists. You're just not even at the level to enter the conversation yet, but you should wanna be. Because again, that's when you know you're elevating faster. Cause a lot of people that have successful businesses and stuff like, I know people that have done half million dollar launches.